have so much going on today, activities and preparations, and it's so good to see you and be in God's house. It's February. Can you believe it? Amen? We made another month. <laughs> it's a month where, you know, sometimes people, for various different reasons, maybe they don't want to celebrate love. Maybe they don't want to celebrate February. But you know what? I think in God's family, we should celebrate love more than anything else because God so loved us. Amen? And so this morning at the conclusion of the service, we are going to partake communion together. Now, I did bring something because I, I should have a survey to see who can guess what I might wear next week. I brought this just so you could see that, that, that that's so simple. You could bring any hat. I have lots of hats I could bring. Um, but I might not because it gives me very bad hair, okay? So uh, I wanted you to see that. You could wear your country colors. Those of you that have been with us for a number of years know that we love to do dramas. We do drama at Christmas, and the kids all dress up. We do drama at Easter. We do uh, costumes in November for our missions month. And I just felt like, why do we have to wait until Easter or November? Let's celebrate the diversity of God's love next week and have some fun with it. So trust me, if you wear something beautiful and special and you don't want to be like up here, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to make you preach the sermon, okay? But as we are all together, we are all going to be part of the story of God's diversity of love. Amen? It's going to be fun and different and wonderful, and so I want you to know that. I also want you to see that on your chair, because this is starting our month of being completely loved, you each have been given a love letter from Abba. And I pray that as you think about running your race with love, you're going to hear some testimony this morning but I want you to read that and know that I believe this is what God would say to you. Maybe later you can write where it says, my dear child, write your name beside it. Maybe you can also add a favorite scripture verse that you feel like God has given to you or that you, you hold on to as his promise directly to you and put it somewhere this month where you are continually reminded that we run this race with love. And so as we talk about the mindset that God's love guides our lives and all our actions, I've asked Kunli to come. Kunli, would you come? I think you have a microphone. Yes. Let's give Kunli a hand. <laughs> Kunli, thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Kunli and Taiwo have served in love in so many areas in ICF Rome. And I asked Kunli to share how that love compelled them in service and ministry to the Lord and to others. We are running a, a race, and we are passing the baton from one to another. So Kunli, I want to thank you because I have passed this baton to you, not exactly this one, but symbolically, so many times to you and Taiwo in prayer ministry, in men's ministry, in special leadership seminars and events that you guys have done. Even though they live on different continents, um, you continue to stay strong and stay faithful, and you kept running with love. And that one's yours. This is the one you're going to use a little bit later, but um, I just want you to 
share your heart about what it means to run the race with love this morning. Would you do that? Certainly. Thank you. God is love. Amen. God is love. Amen. No, I just wanted to share how being in ICF, my wife Taiwan and I, how it has been a blessing for us. And this is rooted in Colossians 3, verse 14, um, where it says, Above all, clothe yourselves in love, for it binds us all together in perfect harmony. And this has been our experience in, in serving here in ICF. What we have found is it's been encouraging, it's been inspirational, it's also been a lot of learning for us. It's been so much learning serving with others. As Pastor Jen said, um, I've been serving in the men's ministry here and also helping to, to plan events and conferences that we have annually. And they've been such a blessing because, for instance, I can say, even if I give the example with the men's ministry, of course, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of events. We bond. You know, that perfect harmony that that God puts us together in love. We share that all the time. And even I think towards the end of last year, for instance, I had lunch with Yao and Alex, and we share a lot of things that, that men go through, the things that men talk about. And it's such a blessing because you see how the love of God is multi-generational. The love of God is multicultural. The love of God is multilingual. It doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter where you're from, your background, it doesn't matter what language you speak. When we bond together as part of serving God, we, we found Yao and Alex, we talked a lot about this, whatever we're going through, whether you've been a Christian for one day or you've been a Christian for 40 years, you still sense the love of God when you serve in ministry. And that's been our experience, sharing and, and bonding. And that day we had so much to share and so much encouragement to give each other, you know, and it's complete. It's a complete love. It's not one way. So when we share, as we give of our gifts, we also receive from those that are with us, you know, and I say it's multi-generational. I mean, sometimes I think recently between, between services, we go for a coffee and I go for a coffee with Ben Joseph. How many know Ben Joseph? <laughs> the longest serving <laughs> church member that in ICF, right? And he's retired. He, he worked in the UN for many, many years. I work in, in the UN. And we share, and he shares to me some of his challenges that he had and overcame. And it's an encouragement to me because I recognize I'm going through those similar challenges. And yes, he might be retired. I might still, I might still have a long way in my career. But you could see that that joint, it's hard to explain, but that joint love of God that is complete, that we share, really binds us together. It really binds us together. And so that's been our experience, even with planning events. When, I, when we get together and plan the events, um, you see a lot of people coming together, bringing their talents, bringing their skills, bringing their joy, bring in their encouragement, bring in their excitement. And it's a fun time when we're, we're, you know, people come in with web skills and worship skills, singing skills, planning skills. And it just really encapsulates Colossians 3.14, which, which says that it binds us together 
in perfect harmony. It's a little bit like an orchestra, right? When all the different parts of the orchestra are singing and playing their own instruments, doing their own thing. And I just want to encourage everyone, serve in ministry because you're not just giving your time, you're not just giving your talents, you're receiving a blessing. That's been an our experience all the time we've here and we continue to, to really, really love that. So that's just what I wanted to come and share, and I hope it's blessed by everyone, and God is love. Amen. 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 And now I'm going to pass the baton yes, you are. <laughs> over to Joel. <laughs> so Joel, you see that from one generation to the next, the Lord is speaking, so what are you going to do with that baton this morning? I'm going to run the race with love. Good. <laughs> and who are you going to do it with? With my wonderful kids. Come on, Joy. <laughs> Come on. So I'm going to read a verse for you people today in English, and Zoe will help me in Italian, wouldn't you? So Colossians 2.2 says, I am contenting for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great ministry, Christ. Affinché i loro cuori siano incoraggiati e uniti mediamente l'amore, siano dotati di tutta la ricchezza e della piena intelligenza di conoscere a fondo il mistero di Dio, cioè Cristo. Yes, now Zoe, Joel has given it to you. Hold on to it. Okay, you hold on to it too. I want you to stretch your hand forward. And I also want us to pray that the Lord will help each of us. Don't let go of the baton no matter what. Okay, that means you hold on to it. You run the race for Jesus everywhere you are. So you may not be holding this baton at work or at school with your teachers, but in your heart, you're holding on to it and you're saying, God, I'm not going to drop it. See that picture? From one to the next, they have to keep running. They have to be running in rhythm. So, Father, right now, I thank you for the next generation. I thank you for the previous generation. I thank you that all the generations are welcome in the family of God. And, Lord, you have a baton for each and every one of us to hold as we run this race with love. We thank you for your love and your courage and your strength upon us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. That's yours, okay? <laughs> amen. Thank you, Kunli, so much for those powerful words. I appreciate that very much. Um, it's such a wonderful thing for a pastor to have people that are right there with you. Over the summer, Taiwo and Kunli were able to FaceTime with me and in our meetings. And I just want you to know all of our leadership team is amazing. And we're always expanding. That's why the Connect classes are going to be happening in between services and online and making classes available. Because I want you to experience that complete love, that complete harmony, that you walk around this world feeling empty sometimes, but the love of Christ fills us to overflowing. Amen? So Colossians 2.2 says, I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven. I am. Paul was saying this. Contending for you that your heart 
would be wrapped in the comfort of heaven, woven together in love's fabric. And as our online campus is joining us this morning, I also want to encourage them to get their communion ready because we're going to have communion at the end of this session here today. As you remember with us, the greatest act of love ever done was what Jesus did on the cross. Amen? So online campus, you get your communion elements ready as well. Colossians 1, 26 through 27 says this. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. But now, say now. Now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory, this mystery of Christ embedded within us, becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Amen? Say everyone. Everyone. So it's so important this morning. I've got a few points I want to give you kind of briefly, but I want you to think about this gift of love that you've been given, this baton that we're passing in the race. You know, runners that run in a race like that one, I want you to put that um, first slide up that says we're completely loved by God. When you run in that race, you do have to run in sync with others, in harmony with others. They're not stepping on each other's toes, but they're really close, right? And sometimes when they pass the baton, it can be a fumble, it can be an, an issue, but they keep working at it. They keep practicing at it. I showed you the video last week, I think it was, of the runner who fell and another one who came along and carried him, actually pushed him across the finish line. So if you're going to understand that you are completely loved by God, you won't worry what other people say about you, right? We, we doesn't, I'm thankful when people love me. I, I, love, I love presence. I love words of, of life and encouragement. But what I need is to know that God loves me. And that God is pleased with me. And that is the first prerequisite to walking in that complete love. And God's love is not contingent or um, built on the circumstances of your life. It doesn't mean God loves me more if I have, you know, more food on my table. Or God loves me more if I went to the university. Like Kunli said, it's very diverse in generation, in language, in background, in gender. God completely loves us. The second thing I want you to know is to run this race with love. Um, don't do it without the love of God. You know, a lot of people are in a race. They call it the rat race, right? <laughs> They're trying to get up the ladder, succeed, make themselves better. But if you do that without the love of God, hear me. If you do it without the love of God as your motivation, you're going to get discouraged and you're not going to shine bright like God wants you to. I love that Kunli talked about, it's kind of like iron sharpening iron, talking with another one, a generation above him, saying, Lord, what, what are you saying to me through this person? 
Remember, we, we need each other. I needed my grandmother in my life, and I'm happy to be somebody else's Gigi or Nona in this place. But we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen? The next thing is that we, we do celebrate the diversity of God's love. You, you can look around this room and see all the flags represented. And we come from different places and different situations. And we celebrate the diversity of God's love. In case you forgot or in case you never heard it, we want to touch one, touch Italy, and reach nations. That means we're going to be different. Amen? That means that we're going to celebrate the diversity. That's what we're going to do next week. But as your pastor, I know that in this world we're living in, the enemy of our soul is trying so hard to put people down, right? You do not need to feel put down. You need to feel lifted up in the presence of the love of God. And in the serving of the love of God, you run celebrating the diversity, I love that there's people that think differently than me, that have different skills and talents. So I'm so thankful for the media and the production team that get us online and help us with everything that is just like this happening. I can't do that. So I'm thankful for those. I'm thankful, by the way, for the faithfulness of God as different churches around the world support the work of the ministry here. It's amazing what God is doing through ICF Rome. If we're going to run this race with love, we have to do it without the mask, right? You know, sometimes I say, if you had a mask on, can you guys just kind of put your hands right here just for a minute? Just put your hand right here. Now lift up. <laughs> lift up. You're taking that mask off, right? That's a little scary sometimes for people, right? Sometimes we have to say, oh, boy, I had a hard day and I need you to pray for me. Or I'm sick and it's not COVID, but still pray for me. Or I'm sick and it is COVID and I'm home waiting on a test to come back positive. Whatever the case might be, God sees through your mask. Right? You can't hide from God. Nothing is hidden from the Lord. And so when we come together as a family, I want you to know this is a safe place. It doesn't mean it's a perfect place. Amen? It's not perfect. And one might, you know, I've had, you know, people look at my outfit and go, hmm, that one doesn't look good or that one does look good or you, boy, you ate good while you were in the U.S. last time or you didn't eat so much. You know what? That's okay because what that says to me is they care. They notice. It's not the way I'm perceiving anything except that I'm loved and people care about me. Now, you may say, Pastor Jen, that's naive. And, you know, you haven't walked to where I'm walking. You know what? I know. This mask, this, this face shield that I get to wear so, so you can at least see my smile. This better go here. This thing right here. Let's just use this here. This is kind of like a mask here, right? I think some of us have gotten really like, it's okay if I have this. Huh? I can hide my expressions. You don't get to see what's happening behind me. And I honestly believe that the enemy sometimes is thinking, ha ha, I got you now. You think you can just hide everything. 
And I'm saying to you this morning, the Lord is saying to us, not the mask of the, we're going to wear our mask, okay? I'm going to wear my face shield, and I'm, when I'm out there, I'm going to wear my mask, and I wear my S FFP2, whatever which one it is. Okay, I'm not talking about that mask. I'm talking about the one that tries to hide who I am from somebody else. There is no shame. Say no shame. There is no shame in your story. Because God is working in your story for his glory and for his purposes. There's no um, despair in the fact that we've had loss this year. There, that or last year in 2021. There's no, um, oh, I must not have been a strong enough Christian since I got cancer. That's not true. The Bible says that we walk in the right steps of the Lord. Look at Job's life. Amen? Look at Job's life. He said, the, the enemy said, let me have him, right? Let me just have him. And God said, you can do all these other things, but you can't take his life. But Job, even though people that were close to him we're telling him, give up on God, curse God and die. Did he do it? No, he did not because he knew he was completely loved. And he operated without the mask. The next thing I want you to know is that we must extend his complete love to others. I challenge you. The next time you feel irritated or annoyed... Don't react to that irritation and that annoyance. Extend love. The next time you feel offended, release the offense. Amen? Because in this world, we are to be the extension of God's love. And I want us to be a bright light. I want people to say, as many, many, many have said to me over the years, those people that work at the UN or all those kids that are from that university, man, they love God. I have so many people who say, I came here because somebody invited me. A friend brought me because someone extended the complete love of God to them. And lastly, Christ so loved, so we must follow his example. I want to read you this story this morning. Um, about the compassionate love of someone. I want you to hear Galatians 3.28, first of all. Galatians 3.28 says, There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for we are all one. Say one. We are all one in Christ Jesus. That's powerful. All right? His love gives us a chance to pass that baton of value and purpose to someone else. Psalm 119.32 says, I run in the path of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. So I want you to understand how God's love can be beyond comprehension. A Vietnam veteran an Air Force colonel named John Manser tells about an eight-year-old orphan girl who was wounded after a misdirected mortar attack. An American Navy doctor and a nurse was called. They surmised that the little girl would die if a blood transfusion did not take place. A quick test showed that neither the American had the correct type of blood. But several of the uninjured children, orphans, did. The doctor spoke some small Vietnamese and the nurse a smattering of high school French. 
And using that combination with impromptu sign language, they tried to explain to the young, frightened audience that unless they could replace some of the little girl's lost blood, she would certainly die. They asked if anyone would be willing to give blood to help. Their request was met with wide-eyed silence. After several long moments, a little hand slowly and waveringly went up, dropped back down, and went up again. Oh, thank you, said the nurse in French. What is your name? Hang, came the reply. Hang was quickly laid on a pallet, his arms swabbed with alcohol, and a needle inserted into his vein. Through this ordeal, little Hang lay silent and still. And after a moment, he let out a shuddering sob of tears, quickly covering his face with his free hand. His occasional sobs gave way to steady, silent crying. His eyes held tightly shut and his fist in his mouth to stop the sobs. The medical team was concerned. Something was obviously very wrong. At this point, a Vietnamese nurse arrived to help. And seeing the little one's distress, she spoke to him rapidly in Vietnamese, listening to his reply and answering in a soothing voice. After a moment, the patient stopped crying and looked questioningly at the nurse. She nodded. And a look of great relief spread over his face. Glancing up, the nurse said quietly to the Americans, he thought he was dying. He misunderstood you. He thought he had asked him to give all his blood so the other little girl could live. But why would he be willing to do that, asked the Navy nurse. The Vietnamese nurse repeated the question to the little boy, who answered simply, she's my friend. Wow. That is love beyond comprehension. Don't tell me that a child can't know the love of God. Don't tell me that we as grown-ups have gotten so hard and indifferent that we don't know the love of God for others. When we run this race with love, there will be incomprehensible moments of opportunity where you may or may not get to know that the sacrifice God is asking for you is not going to lead to death like little Hank thought. But you're going to do it because you love the other people that God has put into your life. 1 John 4, 7 through 13 says this, those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from one to another because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God for God is love and the light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it 
by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Delightfully loved ones, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor. But if we love one another, God makes his permanent home in us, and we make our permanent home in him, and his love is brought to its full expression in us. And he has given us the spirit within us so that we can have the assurance that he lives in us and that we live in him. I'm not asking you to love others in your own human frailty. I can't do it in my own human ways. We love one another with the love of God. And today we are going to receive communion. And I know that, you know, maybe this is a little different type of message but I just really believe that as we go into the celebration of love and we go into what God is doing for us, I want you to know, sometimes God says, be still and know that I am your Lord. Serve me right where you are. Love me right where I've planted you. Bloom like this amazing tree because I have come, says the Lord, to break down the strongholds that are trying to wreck your life. I want you to know I have prayed this week and I have sought the scripture and the word of God. And one thing I know is that the enemy of our soul, your soul, my soul, he does not give up. He does not want you to make heaven. He does not want you to pass that baton to another generation. He does not want your witness to continue to your child or your children's children. So in case you think you're just going to get there, and then it's going to be, oh, I'm good. I'm saved. I believe Jesus. The Bible says we have to live for Jesus. Amen? Live for him. So I hope that you've all been served. If you haven't and you don't have your communion element, will you please lift your hand? And the servers, if you don't have a communion element, go back there and get it. Okay? Anybody? Angel, go back there. Okay. There's some worship team. Yep, right here in the front. Abeba, right here. Yep, just keep your hand up for a minute and they will serve you. Because today, I don't know if we have a little bit of music to play. As we take the communion, I want you to know that, you know, easy is not always better. Hear me. Easy is not always better. You know, people say the grass looks greener on the other side. Like, if I can just get somewhere else, if I can just get to another job, if I can just get to another relationship, somehow it'll be easier. Easier is not always better. And better, best, is not always easy. But with the love of God in your life, really in your life, you know, this is a moment not to be taken lightly when we take communion. Where even I, as your pastor, have to say, God, if there's anything in me that has not been pleasing to you, if I have not fully surrendered in every way, God, help me to do that. What he did on that cross continues to matter to my life. 
The Bible says, choose you today who you will serve. And I believe that sometimes there are hindrances in our lives because we think we can live behind a mask, behind a closet, away from everybody else. And I pray that this month, you know this is a safe place. There's no judgment. There's only forgiveness and healing and restoration when we're honest with God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the Bible says. And how terrible it would be if our pride and our mask caused one of us to miss heaven because someone didn't give us the opportunity to say, I have not let Jesus be in charge of my activities. You can believe that Jesus was on the cross all day. You can believe that that Bible was written by Paul and other holy men. But unless you put the words of life to action in your life, the Bible says, Jesus said, I don't want you if you're lukewarm. I wish that you would be either hot or cold. I'm saying, I want us to be hot. I want us to burn with the love of God. The world is full of offense. And today, as we take our communion, I pray you'll remember the story of little Hang. He thought when he raised his hand, he was going to give all his blood to his little friend. He didn't understand what a blood transfusion was. But he did it because she was his friend. He loved her as his friend. I want you to know, some of you, I barely know your name. I'm still learning your story. I pray that you know. I would give my life for you. Not just so you will say a prayer and say, I believe in Jesus, but so that you'll keep believing. So that you'll keep growing. Because you're going to be somebody else's light. So today, we're fully surrendered as we remember and take this communion together. 1 Corinthians 11 says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. For the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As you peel back that first layer and you have the wafer, I'm going to pray that you will know that his body was broken and bruised for your healing. That you can trust him, that he, he took the stripes on his back so we could believe for healing. And we have, many of us have experienced healing. God wants to heal your heart, not just your body. He wants to restore you so that you will live completely loved in 2022. Father, as we partake of the bread together, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would take our, our sacrifice of praise and surrender to you. We believe you for healing for every person at the sound of my voice, both here and online, who needs healing this morning. I pray in Jesus' name that the 
virtue of Jesus Christ would flow into body, mind, heart, and spirit. Let healing flow in families. Let healing flow in relationships. God, we trust you. Forgive us if we've doubted you. We accept your sacrifice on the cross for us. And we partake of the bread in remembrance of what you've done. Let's take together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 25 says, In the same way after supper he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Verse 27 says, So whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of Jesus. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. We serve an open communion. That's why you've been given a cup. But the scripture says everyone ought to examine themselves that we don't take unworthily. And I want you to know the grace of God is amazing. The love of God is amazing. There is no shame when you walk with Jesus. There is power in the Holy Spirit to enable you to walk in victory. Even if you felt defeated, he's going to be with you. And as you examine your heart, as we pray... I pray that this day in February 2022 will be a communion like you've never taken before where you say, love of Jesus, come into my heart, into my life. Thank you for the sacrifice you did on the cross for each of us. We thank you that you're not still buried in a tomb somewhere, but the power of the resurrection flowed from heaven to Jesus, to that tomb and God, we celebrate and we will celebrate the resurrection. But today, we honor the sacrifice. God, I pray in Jesus' name, anyone in this room who has been away from you, who has hidden behind a mask, who has thought they could sin and get away with, get away with it, that even this morning they would know there's not judgment but there is redemption there is accountability and there is the holy spirit saying i'm going to help you do life in a new way stop trying to be like the world be like jesus and so father i thank you for this cup and what it represents i give you my all today and i pray for every person in this house and online that as we remember what you've done, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Can you just tell him thank you for a minute before you take? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you did for me. You tell him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's take the cup together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you stand all over this house with me this morning? Thank you for your attention today. And Thank you for your sensitivity. I know this is going to be one of those messages. It's, I didn't really know exactly what the Lord was going to do today. I knew what he put on my heart, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to feel 
what I do know is his presence is real. His love is real. He has made you a champion. Amen? So let's lift our hands together. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that we are completely loved. I pray as we exit this building that we will truly honor and adore you. But Lord, help us also to run the race with the batons that you have given to each of us so that not one person gets left behind. We thank you, Lord, that you will make us a light in this city. You will make us a light to our family and our friends. God, help us to burn brighter than we ever have before. And I bless your family, Lord God, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The worship of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can you just say thank you, Jesus, for giving me a word for my life for this new beginning of 2022? I'm so glad you joined us today. And I want to pray with you. You know, maybe last year your heart got lukewarm, your heart got discouraged, or maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. This is the day where you can start the whole new year with Jesus in charge. He wants to make you complete. So I want to invite you to pray with me right now that Jesus will be completely yours in every area of your life. Will you do that with me? Let's pray together. I'll pray and you pray with me because we're going to declare over your life that Jesus is completely yours. So Father, I thank you for touching my life. You say it. Father, thank you for touching my life. I invite you right now to come into every part of my heart and my mind. Come into every part of my heart and my mind. Jesus, I want to be completely yours. Jesus, I want to receive the complete love that you have for me. And from this day forward, from this day forward, I give all of my life to Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for saving my life, for renewing my vision for what lies ahead in my life. I'm going to serve you all the days of my life with your help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. And if you did, I want you to send me an email. I pray for you. I am thankful for you. I love receiving those emails. And we're going to help you. We've got things we can send you, resources, so that you walk in victory. You know, we can't walk alone. And God wants you to walk in complete victory, no matter the circumstance. I also know that maybe you have some big decisions facing you for 2022. Maybe you say, Pastor Jen... I need that other kind of prayer where the Holy Spirit just comes upon me and just renews my, my conviction that God is in charge of my life. So whatever you're facing today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that the miracle-working power and love and grace of God would just completely fill that room where you're watching from today. So Lord, I thank you that you have given us this word that we are complete in you and that you have a complete and beautiful plan for our lives. No matter what feels like it's missing, God, if you're not missing, we're complete. So Lord, I pray for miracles. I pray for job decisions. I pray that open doors would swing wide and it would be evident that it is your, your blessing, your plan. 
Lord, I pray against discouragement right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that the weariness of the past would be gone and defeated in Jesus' name and that there would rise up within the one listening to this prayer right now a new hope, a new joy, a new love for life that says, Lord, I'm still here. I have a plan and a purpose for God to do my life with. And so, Lord, I thank you that you're going to be with the ones who are with you right now. They're going to be encouraged. They're going to be um, motivated to share a testimony. And as you share, let the hope and the life and the victory of Jesus come forth. Your miracle is on the way in Jesus' name. Your miracle is in motion right now in Jesus' name. The prayers that you have prayed for maybe a year, two years, I believe you're going to see the promises of God unfolded and revealed in Jesus' name. We are excited for what God wants to do. I love you. I bless you. I can't wait to see you in our online on Wednesday night. A lot of things are going to be um, multiplying at ICF Rome. We're not going to shrink back, but we're going to expand on campus and online, and we want you to stay apart and be apart and invite someone else. It could change their life forever. So I'm blessing you for 2022. Are you ready? Let's go do 